Brandon, did you hear? Did, did you I hear, hear what? Did you hear about number 30 in the Women's Royal Rumble? What's happening on WWE backstage tomorrow? I no, waited. this is crazy. I wanted your live reaction to this. Okay. So, battling for number 30 tomorrow in WWE backstage will be Natalia Neidhart versus Tamina Snuka. What? Yes. Oh my god. Bro. Can Tamina Snuka win the Rumble? I mean, why not? No. Look. No. Brandon, Brandon, not a chance at hell. You don't think so? No. I mean, look. If, if they don't have Lana win it, hey, I'm all sh- for Tamina. The people want to oh. see me. Yo, it's showtime. Here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon in your stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, doors drive everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white with the cold stare, you know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow so real. Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss. No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch. No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the source. Not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts. What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. So, Brandon, as you were, your girl Tamina is battling yes. for number 30. Yes. My dreams have come true. <laughs> Vinnie Mac has been listening, and he's finally answered my prayers. Tamina <laughs> Snuka, ladies and gentlemen. I'm changing my pick, all right? I'm changing my pick. Tamina Snuka will win the Women's Royal Rumble. That is a stone cold lock. Take it to the bank. Take it to the hedge fund. We'll be good to go. By the way, the Diego says, LMA O Kenny thinks he's the draw here. Hashtag Brandon's base. Ah, oh, look at that. So, I love it. I got a little base section. By the way, someone do me a favor and retweet this uh, with the YouTube link on, on Twitter right now because I'd failed to do so. So someone say, hey, go watch on, on YouTube and post the Twitter link. Give me that favor. Or maybe I'll just do it while I'm talking to you, Brandon. You know, I'm the king yeah, yeah, of the multitask. Yeah. Here the we multitasking. go. But Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what I think is going to happen since this, happen? it was announced. Uh-huh. So the fact that it's, uh, and I'm going to bury kind of Natalia on this, I guess, too. But the fact that it's announced Natalia versus Tamina for number 30. There's no doubt in my mind that number 30 is getting attacked backstage and being replaced by somebody. Uh, no doubt in my mind. There has hmm. to be. There has to be like it like it'll literally be like number 30's down. No, no, Natalia's down or Tamina's down and blah 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 blah. You know, like what are we we gonna do? Who's coming out at number 30? Da, 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 don't give a damn about my reputation. It's like, oh shit, uh, Ronda Rousey's back! Ronda Rousey! Like, I don't know why I'm doing like a JR impression, by the way. It'll be like, <laughs> is it? Could it be? <laughs> So wait, you're calling you're calling a Rousey's return. I, I'm using Rousey as an example. It could be. Oh. I heard rumors of her like, you know, um training. But you know, hey, look, now that we're a little bit closer, now that they pushed back the rumble to January 30th, you know, even though uh genetic I don't want to say genetically, what's the word? Uh, because of how close the birth was, I was gonna oh. say Becky Lynch, maybe. Becky, but, yeah, yeah, Becky but, can but, go. But, but I don't think she can go so soon who knows though it could be a situation right okay again playing devil's advocate here 
Could mm-hmm. be a situation where they have her come out at 30, again, not really doing a lot in the match, not doing a lot of bumps. That way, she wins the match, let's say, right? And now she goes on to WrestleMania where that will be her first contact, really, at a full match. You know what I mean? So there are ways mm-hmm. around this. You know, even though she might not be 100%. She could be cleared, but not a, at 100%. Um JT, you know, Hunter, yeah. dude, you are my boy right now because that is a very, very good pick. And by the way, as people are saying, it's not going to be Becky. I'm, again, giving you a situation of how it could be Becky. Right. I don't think it'll personally be Becky. I think we have a better chance at Ronda Rousey personally. Um, you know, watch it be like somebody's attacked backstage and bam, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> but uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, people are saying Alexa Bliss, Fernando's saying that. I think so, too. We're starting hot and heavy with the Women's mm-hmm. Rumble, man. This is my favorite time of the year, the Royal Rumble, the time where I don't really care if Brandon comes over to watch the pay-per-view with me or not because <laughs> he's going to be like, uh, I, I got work, you know? And I'm like, wait, Brandon, I, I told you every year to take that day off. And Brandon's wait, like, Doesn't it bounce I mean, around? Huh? It moves, right? Does the only, it, the only thing that bounce, bounces around <laughs> is the, those two brain cells in your brain. They're trying so hard to compensate with all the space that they have in there. All right. I can never fit down these dates, but yeah, what are you saying? But you see what Hunter is getting what I'm saying, which is uh, talking about Becky Lynch. He says the Mm -hmm. rumble is the easy return. Come out at 30 and eliminate a couple people and win without a bump. That that's, that's what I'm getting at. (laughs) Becky Lynch doesn't have to take a bump. You know, if they want to get her involved in the WrestleMania storylines in a big way, she could literally come in, toss a couple people out, win the match, and then just cut promos until WrestleMania. It's again, again, it can happen. I'm not saying it will. I don't think it will statistically. I don't think it is uh, probable. I think right. we got a better chance at Ronda Rowdy Ronda Rousey uh, than we do. <laughs> You're gonna get this Rousey call at some point. You just keep I don't, putting it, it out damn there. It. I, I call Rousey every Rumble. Okay, <laughs> every Rumble I call Rousey. One day it'll be correct. Okay. I don't give a damn about my <laughs> reputation. Obviously. <laughs> I'm the one who doesn't give a damn about my bad reputation, right. Brandon. Now, I, I don't want to get too off the topic here, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I missed it. Uh, is there anything about uh, the the Messiah, the Monday Night Messiah coming around, he, popping a Friday Night he is Savior? A, well, first of all, I don't think he's going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm just going to no, go no, on the right, record right. and say just, that. Yeah. Because Brandon, Brandon <laughs> obviously wants to talk about the male Royal Rumble, but is no, not doing saying, a good job at transitioning. Is he taking care of the baby? Is he taking care of the kid while Ronda comes back? Or not, uh, not Ronda. I'm sorry. So, so, uh, so now Seth Rollins is married to Ronda yeah. Rousey. Keep going, Brandon. This is why, this is, this is why you can't host the podcast. Yeah. Huh? Oh, man. I mean, when Becky comes back... Or, or will they both be there? That would that would be quite a surprise. I mean, I would I, I would say that it would be cool if they both show up. Um, I think yeah. Seth Rollins um, has a better chance of showing up. I think Seth Rollins probably um, the fact that they announced him to come back on SmackDown that all of a sudden just took it back. Uh, I I can foresee him coming coming back, and I think also the fact that they just dropped the Aaliyah Mysterio storyline. Uh-huh. Um, with Buddy Murphy just randomly dropped it, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back babyface. Because it feels like they did a hard reset on everything. Where they wanted you to almost forget that storyline. And usually they only do that um, if there's a good reason. Right. Now, wait, is Aaliyah going to be in the Rumble? Brandon, has Aaliyah Mysterio ever wrestled? 
I don't know. Why not now? You have a better Let's chance make... of getting laid on Sunday night than uh, Aaliyah Mysterio. <laughs> you don't in the rubble? No, Come hell on. no. Oh, man. What's wrong with you? I, I think what, this what, would what, be no, cool. What, That's a what, surprise. You're like, you like are like the the toxic Brita filter of the wrestling <laughs> world. It's like, you know how usually you filter crap and it comes out like water? This is like a reverse Brita filter. It's like you, you take good opinions, you mix them with your idiocy, and then it, they just come out with, uh, is Nikki Bella going to wrestle pregnant? Uh, you remember that? Does anyone in the chat remember that? When, Nikki Bell, when Brandon thought Nikki Bella was going to wrestle pregnant? I Holy thought it was crap. early enough. And he thought it was go. a lock. He thought this was a lock. That was the worst thing ever. I'm can calling I, Brandon, can I tell the people yeah. exactly what kind of person you are? So let, let's start <laughs> Let's start off. I like to tell personal stories to start off. We did kind of start hot and heavy with the rumble, but let's go. Uh, uh, so people are asking, will Beth Phoenix be in again? We'll get back to the women's rumble discussion, but I want to tell mm-hmm. this story. So here, so November 3rd, obviously was the presidential election without going into full detail because it's not important there was a bet to be had brandon basically said whoever you know whoever wins this bet would have to give the other long john silvers brandon bet that trump would win i bet that joe biden would win obviously we know how that went now brandon made this bet very very carelessly with a lot of people apparently because brandon had to post pictures of biden harris brandon had to he has a t-shirt in fact i might make you wear that next week but anyway long story short uh, he's paid up everybody's bets except mine. So fast forward uh, and the bet. Let me say the bet was this. Did I say it already, Brandon? I'm so far ahead of myself. Uh, about the, the Long John Silvers? Yeah. So the bet was yeah. we had to get Long John Silvers if I didn't say it already. Yeah. <laughs> Fernando with the comment of the night. From now on, we're going to have a comment of the night. Whoever has comment of the night, you become my favorite person. Uh, Br- <laughs> Fernando's comment is bless the person that gives this man a child <laughs> talking about Brandon obviously because I have a child um, now Long John Silvers was to be had and the joke just so everyone's aware there was a Long John Silvers right next to us years ago that closed down yeah. and is now a Starbucks so the closest one according to Brandon and that's the key part to this <laughs> is in Oldsmore, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away. Cool. I'm okay with that. I never questioned it. Anyway, come Monday night, I tell Brandon, look, dude, the election happened November 3rd. Joe Biden's already <laughs> sitting in the White House, and you don't, you haven't given me my freaking Long John Silver, so where's it at? Brandon's like, uh... I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I want to drive all the way to Oldsmar, man, blah, 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 you know, and come up with excuses, right? So I searched this Wednesday when he's here, and I go, wait a second, Brandon, wait, wait, hold on one sec. There's one on Fowler Avenue, which is a, a whopping 15 minutes from my house and maybe 16 minutes from Brandon's house. And Brandon goes, wait, there's one in Fowler, bro? So for 10 years, know. no, no, for 10 years, anytime Brandon's wanted Long John Silver's, Brandon has driven an hour to go get it is the key part to this story. Okay. Now, after informing Brandon this, he had no excuse. Not only that, but here's, here's the best one. It's uh, old smar, by the way, Kyle, old smar, not old s'more, <laughs> not like a s'more, like marshmallows. The only thing marshmallow here is Brandon's brain. So anyway, it was a quick Google search for me to find this out, by the way, it took two seconds. All right. Brandon apparently has been driving an hour for this Oldsmar, <laughs> Oldsmar Long John Silvers. Okay. But the, it gets better. It gets better. Right. So I tell him this. He's like, all right, holy crap. I'm going to go get it to you. Oh, by the way, there's also one on Hillsborough Avenue, which means Brandon's yeah. been driving past 
two Long John Silvers to get to the one in Oldsmore. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it's worth it, but anyway. So let's fast forward to today. The other night, Brandon tells me, uh, I mean, uh, okay, uh, I'll get it for you uh, like between 11 and 12 on Friday, you know? I'm like, all right, 11 and 12 on Friday, what whatever. So I'm prepared, right? So I'm prepared. I'm like, all right, on Friday I get up, am I going to eat, you know, just the le- between 11 and 12? So now, fast forward to today, 12 o'clock hits. I'm sitting there starving, haven't eaten all day, wondering what's going on. I'm texting Brandon. I'm like, wait, wait a second, Brandon. Where the hell are you? And he's like, due to, due to um, <laughs> circumstances beyond my control, I'm going to have to show up at 1.30. So I'm sitting there hungry off my ass, waiting for this man to, have, waiting for this man to, to give me food. And he didn't even have the wherewithal to message me. I, but you, you let me know that you were concerned about your breakfast. And then I was like, fuck this, I'll go eat. So I went and ate something, even 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 more of a heel, right? I told Brandon, don't show up at 1.30, I'm going to go eat something right now and show up later. <laughs> Brandon shows up at 1.30 on the dot after finishing, just finishing my breakfast, by the way. Shows up with this Long John Silvers. <laughs> so I know what you're thinking, by the way. Brandon didn't ask me what I wanted to eat. <laughs> He didn't ask me what drink I wanted. He just showed up with some arbitrary food from Long John Silver's that was cold. It was cold. Of course it's cold. I had to drive it miles and miles. You sure you didn't get it from Oldsmar? Because it it was cold like it was driven an hour. Then even better, no tartar sauce. And then he goes, that dirty trick, I told her to put it in there. As if it's not his fault for not checking the bag. Oh man! It's like, do I have to do everything? You know, yes. to ask, they're like, do you, you want some lost sauce? The bet. And I specifically said, yeah, I want some tartar sauce. And she's like, all right, here's your total. I pull up. Wait, Kyle, got, wait, like, wait, wait. Cal says that's what you get for enjoying Long John Silver's. First of all, <laughs> I haven't had Long John Silver's in ten years. That was the joke. Ever since the one shut down, I haven't had it. So. <laughs> Brandon's supposed to be giving me this Long John Silver is that he gives me a cold piece of fish with cold fries and no tartar sauce and Wait, flat, co- and flat Pepsi. <laughs> Dude, you know what? The it ice the had melted. It, it the was ice like, melted in the Pepsi. That's the ice melted. Wait, wait. So you drove it 15 minutes on a cold day, by the way, on a cold day in Florida, not a hot day. Cold day in Florida, and you're telling me this ice melted in 15 minutes? You're full of shit. This man, I'm going to tell you what happened. Brandon got it at 11 (laughs) o'clock. Then he went and got his rocks off with a hooker, (laughs) and then he dropped off my car. And then I drove it right. That's what happened. I'm convinced of it. But look, look, I'm a man of my word. You got your food. Did you at least get some malt vinegar in the bag? Nothing. No? No condiments. Uh, Nothing. I was raw dogging that food. I robbed, right. I literally ate cold fish. I, do you understand that people have been executed and had better meals than what I had today? You understand that, Brandon? People have raped, killed, and pillaged. <laughs> put up, been put on death row, and I've got and got, gotten better food than I got today. I forgot to mention you should probably microwave it before you, <laughs> did, you just, did you just dive in and start? I'm so, sorry, man. The summary to the story is never, ever even understand that I won a bet and I was punished by Brandon Brown. <laughs> I'm not making any bets again. The system's rigged. Everything is rigged, damn it. Unbelievable. But getting back into wrestling, all right? Brandon thinks like a snail. I agree with that. Thank you. Hit a thumbs up if Brandon's a horrible friend for giving me, for giving me cold, cold Long John Silver. Seriously. Subscribe. In America, people. Ring that bell. And hit that like button, please. That's right. But Brandon, did you hear 
that John Moxley was asked if he'd ever return to WWE. Now, obviously, I say it because it was uh, two years ago is when WWE announced that Dean Ambrose was leaving the WWE. Um, been two years, believe it or not. Yeah. And um, he was asked if he'd ever return to WWE, and he said for the first time that he'd listen to the offer. That, you know, obviously he's got a kid now. We're going to have a kid. Money, money would be nice. Things would be nice. And it was kind of crazy to hear for the simple reason that obviously he's been so venomous and adamant against going back to WWE. It's the first time that he said, you know, probably not. He literally said, probably not. But I listened to the offer. It's crazy. Do, do you think he's just trolling or maybe trying to get some more money out of Khan? <laughs> like, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. That's a good way, you know. It's a good way to do it. But uh, I don't think so because I think John Moxley is one of those guys. Like, he just wears his heart in his sleeve. He says what it is. So, mm-hmm. if he feels like, you know, again, I think it, I think his, heart, his mind is just different, man. Two years ago, he was pissing vinegar. Now, with the world, you know, being closed up with... um. A kid on the way i think he's just i don't want to say sentimental but i think he's like you know i wouldn't mind it i'd consider it that's all that's ah. the only difference it's just like it, he's changed man a lot has changed for him in two years yeah oh, man would, would you want to see him back though in wwe after sort of the way things went uh, not anytime soon. I think years down the road, maybe because right, I mean okay. I'm always okay with a shield reunion. Um, I'm always okay with. Um, I mean, honestly, I think they would have to lure him back with promises of a good storyline. Okay, uh, promises of a good storyline being booked well and a lot of money. So I think I don't think we'd just get John Moxley back or Dean Ambrose back. You know, we'd get a like he'd be half he'd have to be thrust into the main event. But mm-hmm. that's my opinion. I could be wrong. You know what hopefully, I mean? Yeah. Hopefully, I'll show up at a rumble. Yeah, so you're showing up in this rumble right here. You know, Brandon. Brandon's putting good money that he's showing up in the rumble. Brett, let, let me prove that Brandon's a horrible friend. Brandon, every year for the last ten years, I've asked you to take Sunday off to come to the watch the Royal Rumble with me live. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember these things. You know, are you are you works. working on Sunday? Yes. See. <laughs> I look. I'm sorry. I Horrible forget. I, I can't remember these dates. Like January, end of the month. I gotta keep it all together. It's a lot. It's a lot to remember. Horrible. I remember the mania though. I think I got the mania days off. I hope. I hope so too because I'm <laughs> only. Go- I'm not going to any with you. You're going on one day. I'm going on another. <laughs> what? You gotta go on separate nights. So be by myself in a pod. I'm not gonna be shown in public with you, oh, especially yeah. with the COVID risk. It's all due to COVID. I, I don't trust you. That's really what it is. Right. But Brandon, uh, big news. Yeah. Let's actually let's get into this. So AEW and NXT's ratings were really, really surprising this week. Mm-hmm. We have AEW with seven hundred and thirty-four thousand, which is actually a big drop for AEW, and NXT with a really big gain of seven hundred and twenty thousand. Mm. Literally fourteen thousand less than AEW. What do you think happened here? I didn't know for a second, and then uh, somebody reminded me of something. So um, let me see what you think. I, I, I can't explain it at all. I don't remember there being anything 
crazy going on or on TV necessarily to do that. The, the numbers are just sort of weird to me, like they, they, how they go up and down for certain right. episodes, whether it's you know good or whether people consider it good or not. It just sort of bounces all over the place week to week. And, and um, NXT didn't have that good of a show. You know what I mean? Like to, to right. justify so 200,000. Yeah. So I was sitting there trying to figure it out. Couldn't understand what would have possibly happened. And then someone gently remind me that the first 15 minutes of AEW on a lot of platforms, a lot of TV channels, a lot of TV shows, was black for the first 15 minutes. It was not working. So that's where I go, okay, that makes a lot of sense for the simple reason that this, if you start NXT, you started NXT, why would you tune back to AEW? You know what I mean? Like You're like, okay, if you're like me, and you're like, okay, I want to watch AEW Dynamite live, and then I watch NXT afterwards. If AEW Dynamite wasn't working, I'll just watch NXT and then watch AEW after the fact. So I feel like that's what most people did. And I feel like that's why 200,000 people went and watched NXT, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. So I think it was just a situation of uh, it's coincidence because of uh, the technical errors. Right. Yeah. Is it still is it still technically a win for AEW though? It is uh, because uh, Hunter <laughs> says it best actually in the chat. He says uh, NXT had a huge gain and AEW had a huge loss, and AEW still won the ratings. That is that is actually the summary of this. And you know, I'm not an AEW mark. I'm just saying right. it's facts. All right. Right. Um, but, uh, oh, I'm kind of curious. Okay. Uh, maybe it's too early to say, but mm-hmm. what do you think, sort of, of the two products? As they stand, like uh, comparing each other, do you think anyone's sort of better than the other? Uh, do you think you know they're deserving of the, sort of the ratings that they're getting? I think NXT has kind of lost the luster if we're comparing it to uh, what we used to be in the WWE Network. From when the network, okay. uh, the AEW goes really fast. Um, forget forget the matches, forget storylines, forget anything I can justify. The fact that the two hours seems to go by really fast every time we watch it, to me, is indicative of how good the AEW product is as a, as a consistent whole. Mm. NXT is not even the best product under the WWE umbrella, as far as I'm concerned. I think that goes to SmackDown. Mm. Uh, SmackDown tonight was on fire. I mean, it was you know fast moving, fast paced. There was a lot of storyline blending, a lot of things going on. Um, I think that's where your money is on SmackDown. So, yeah, I mean, NXT, right. I think NXT, now NXT is amazing. Don't get me wrong. NXT has really good storylines and things like that, but I don't know. It just feels like it lost some of its oomph, if you will. Is it the, maybe the lack of the crown, maybe? Could be, because NXT, right. NXT's uh, whole purpose, like whole environment is due to crowd, the but they do, have, they do right. have a crowd. They do have a couple people there. Right. Now, when it was on the network, was it two hours or was it just like an hour? I don't remember if it had moved to two hours by the end of the network run, but I know for a damn fact it was an hour. It was just an um, hour. Which I think added to the the special feel of NXT because it all moved so fast and they had to cycle talent in and out a lot more Mm. because they didn't have enough time for it. Um, But yeah, but yeah. So that's yeah. So that that's interesting. How maybe having an extra hour, maybe not always be the best, depending on how the product works out. Even though you would think, oh, it's good because then you can feature more. Right. But Brandon, we were talking about ratings. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's get into this because WWE's ratings have steadily gone down, right? However, 
Apparently, ratings don't mean anything in terms of money and networks because the <laughs> WWE Network was bought for a billion dollars. A billion dollars. And is going Man. to Peacock, NBC's Peacock streaming service. That may sound familiar. That is where The Office went after January 1st. Boo! I'll say, since, this is, since this is my podcast, I'll just say it. Uh, okay, uh, so this is, uh, if, if this, this <laughs> maybe I don't want to put myself over, because like, not, it's not about that part, but it made me go like, like okay, so um, Izzy uh, is, a, is a friend, Izzy's family is friends with me, and uh, she was talking about The Office, and then January 1st, <laughs> I, I messaged her, I'm like, hey, did you finish The Office? She's like, no. So I sent her 30 bucks to buy it on Voodoo, or sent her dad, I should say, and, tell her, and I was like, tell her it's a late Christmas present, you know, just to be nice. Mm. Um, anyway, long story short, after it was going to Peacock, so obviously she's going to get Peacock because we're all going to get the WWE Network on there. I messaged her and I go, jump, like, uh, what, what did I say? I literally said, hey, so the WWE Network is going to Peacock. And she goes, yeah, a little, jump the gun a little bit too, too much there. You know, like we were joking about it, but I was like, <laughs> like you know, if, if we had just waited, Vince McMahon turned heel on me. That's all I'm saying. Vince McMahon is, is a bastard. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Diego says WWE cock. Yes, WWE <laughs> cock is the new the new app. But hit me up in the chat. How do you feel about this? Because I feel like a lot of people were being toxic for no reason. Brandon, mm. I heard a lot of comments that people were like, "This is stupid. I don't like this. I don't want to." Mm. Why are they going to the WWE network? And to me, it just comes down to bias and laziness. At the end of the day, why? Because right. you don't want to sign in a new account. Why? Because you don't want to download a different one? Give me one. Again, I'm asking you, Brandon, because sometimes you, you do give me insight to this. Right. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is the negative to them going to Peacock? Maybe you don't want to join. Maybe they see like NBC, Peacock, they work as sort of like the evil empire. You don't want to be lumped in with, with their stuff. You know, That's, you want to be your own separate thing. So you're, saying, so you're saying we should short the stock? Yeah, that's we, what we I'm should saying. short the stock for <laughs> for NBC. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I guess it. Yeah, that inconvenience of maybe having to you know sign up for something else different or you know change something here who there. Gives a shit? It's kind of annoying. right. Yeah, in the end, who gets it? Really? I mean, you you can potentially pay less for it now, right? And by I mean, the way, just to correct this, because Fernando keeps trying to say uh, it's $5 billion, Fernando, yeah. it is not $5 billion from what I heard. It is $1 billion spread out over a five-year deal. Mm. So that is, that is where they're getting the, uh, the assessment of a million dollars that they're being paid. But uh, again, sure. it just goes back to, I think, people being lazy. Because again, what, is there, what, what negative is there for separating or, or for having a separate WWE Network app? I, you know, I've heard people mm. go, well, NBC fans, when they tune in, they don't want to see crappy WWE and, <laughs> and, NBC, and WWE fans, we don't want to see uh, NBC type stuff. I'm just like, wait a second. Okay, so first of all, let's give some details on this. What's going to happen? I think it was March 18th is the date. Kyle, if you want to watch a full synopsis on us talking about the WWE Network, me and Kyle from Apron Bump. Um, actually did this. So go on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts, and you can see us talk about the WWE Network and the news um, just a couple hours after it dropped. But to give you the synopsis here, um, so basically, the WWE Network is going to be folded, and then all the logins are going to be converted on March 18th, I think is the day, 
to the 599 tier of peacock which includes right. ads so you're going no, to that would suck, yeah. so you're going to have it folded into there but pay half the price that you would normally pay for the wwe network to not only get the wwe network but to get all the content that peacock has to offer including the office now if you would like an ad free version of it it is a mere five dollar mm. increase at 9.99 so now you're paying a wwe network price for two platforms essentially again tell me a negative here why because you have to hit a sub menu to go into wwe network but damn it you're willing to go into your torrents and your uh mm. your, your cody's and you're able and you're able to go scroll down to find scummy network like a scummy way to find uh you know movies and wwe and porn and shit but you can't click a couple buttons on peacock don't don't give me that shit don't give me that shit you're literally just looking for a reason to bitch brandon yeah i I can't find too much fault with it it seems like a good idea it seemed like probably the i I think it sort of leveled out as far as the subscribers they were going to get at least over in north america anyway so let's talk i think i think the subscribers were wwe has a million whereas uh again and correct me in the chat if if i'm wrong but i think um and uh, peacock has about five million so Mm -hmm. now we make the argument that about four million people and i think i have these numbers wrong kyle correct me because i remember you we were talking about it Mm -hmm. but um you got four times the audience that now may have a chance to watch the wwe network so my thing is why do people and this is be my topic my rant here why do people like to gatekeep wrestling and use that as a point of pride because i don't know if people realize but unless you grow wrestling unless you grow the thing that you love it's not going to survive so if you are if you're literally the best way to say it is if you have your favorite plant and you're denying it sunlight because you want to keep it in your house it's not going to grow and survive and thrive. So, hey, look, look what uh, Kyle says. He corrects me. 24 million people. 24 million people. So now you got literally 23 million people who may tune into WrestleMania and you don't see that as a good thing. You don't see WWE putting a billion dollars into their pocket to bankroll and ensure their future as a good thing. Right. And then Diego says his best. They gatekeep, but then they still talk about ratings. So who do you think? Who do you think the ratings are coming from? And that's why a lot of people don't understand that, like, not everything's for us. The fans that are watching this podcast, we're not normal wrestling fans. We're diehards. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to watch somebody else talk about professional wrestling unless you really care. We're talking about the casuals. The casuals have to tune in for something, right? The casuals get WrestleMania now. They get, P- they get WWE for free. On Peacock, there's a huge thing. I think you'll start seeing WWE's numbers start going up. Okay. Um, okay, I, I love this. I love this. And and please uh, give me more detail on on what I said or and and what you said. But uh, you mentioned about bitching. I remember when I had a conniption when Edge returned. You came and put your insight on it. Thank God I stopped. Um, I got I dropped on reading those ringside news shit. Yes, please don't read ringside news. They're clickbait <laughs> shit and they'll just make you toxic. All right. So Eric says, oh, man, I appreciate this. He says, get this man. Can you contract AEW or WWE? My goodness, this promo is serious to talk facts. So, again, let's go back into it. OK, 
we're talking about the fact that again this is all good things we are a small part of the audience okay and we don't mean shit we're the diehards but we don't mean shit our money doesn't mean shit because you want to know why what i mean by that we're going to spend money on wrestling companies no matter what so our money doesn't matter we're guaranteed to spend money in professional wrestling but you need to convince people to spend money in wrestling who don't necessarily watch wrestling normally so i'll go into the aew side of things because we were talking about this brandon just i'm going to tie it all together don't worry but we talk about cody and red velvet versus Shaq and jade cargill right so people are like, well, I don't want this bastard check in my business and I don't need him in wrestling and stuff. Okay, cool. It's not for you. It's for people who sit there and go, you know, I watch NBA on TNT. Love the NBA on TNT. Shaq's going to what? Wrestle? He's going to wrestle in WWE? Okay, cool. Wait, no, this ain't WWE. This is some company I don't know about. What is this? All Elite Wrestling? I don't know this shit. Hold on. Let me keep watching. Huh? Shaq is wrestling Cody Rhodes. He's the son of Dusty Rhodes. I remember Dusty Rhodes. I love Dusty Rhodes growing up. You know what? I'm going to keep watching this. I like this. Now they tune in for another week. They see Top Flight. They go, oh, I like Top <laughs> Flight. Or they see, you know, I don't know. Give me a wrestler, Brandon. They see uh, uh, Angelico. They see, no, not Angelico. But yeah, they see Angelico. But they see someone they like and they start saying, you know what? I'm going to tune in. I didn't even know this product existed. That is why you do things like this. This is why Mike Tyson got involved in 1998 literally won the war for the wwf and beating wcw tyson helped turn the corner by bringing more eyes but guess what when he brought more eyes did they tune in for tyson afterwards no they tuned in for stone cold steve austin because they tuned in on my birthday january 19 1998 when austin gave the middle finger to mike tyson and tyson tried to go after him they said, people tuned in and said, this is a badass motherfucker. Who is this? He literally flipped off Mike Tyson. I like this son of a bitch. And they tuned in for him and grew the wrestling business. So now they tuned in for Stone Cold Steve Austin. They kept tuning in. They like the middle fingers. They like that stuff. That's what I'm getting at. Your precious attitude error doesn't happen without celebrity involvement. And people don't realize that. Stop gatekeeping. Because if you fucking love professional wrestling, you should want more fans in here. There is no benefit when only you and your friends who don't shower talk professional wrestling in front of a table playing Dungeons and Dragons. There's no benefit if other people don't fucking come in and watch with you. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Dungeons and Dragons, by the way. And look, Diego Uh says that wrestling's pretty niche right now. Yes, and we need to grow it. Office or WrestleMania? I don't know. I might watch The Office that night. I'm just kidding. Um, A lot of comments, and I appreciate you all. I almost can't keep up with it. Office Mania, what's going on? Um, But but wait, what if, if, like, you know, they do an episode of Raw, and then they got to have Saved by the Bell cast come out, you know? Oh, wait, let me address this. Hunter says, the negative for WWE is that the long-term revenue coming from the network will be significantly less. 1 million subscribers versus 24 million subscribers. Literally, all they have to do is convert a couple more people and the revenue streams better. The simple as that. Because assuming that they'll probably retain... I don't see a lot of people canceling the WWE Network. But let's just say for shits and giggles, they retain no 90% of the audience. And then they gain another 15. That's literally growth. Because now they have a million 5,000 subscribers, right? Mm. So growth can happen very easily in this situation. And so again, I don't know how much the network made in a year, but again, 
it doesn't matter because they got a billion dollars for five years okay uh same thing i said as a kid when tyson was at mania with stone cold yep exactly they see hangman minimum of 10 million yeah I have the text with me here. On my end, I said, I don't hate Edge, by the way. I honestly didn't want to see him due to his health. What is it? They're cooking up in Birmingham. That's awesome. Um, if 10% of those non-wrestling fan peacockers start following <laughs> peacockers, start following <laughs> WWE, that triples the subscription base they had on the WWE Network. Go listen to that, that man, Kyle, because Kyle has a really good wrestling podcast himself. Okay? Right. Might be better than Brandon. Kyle's be better than Brandon. Right. Yeah. I should put Kyle on this podcast, <laughs> not Brandon. Um, and then apparently, I said, by the way, in regards to Edge, it's been nine years. He's in the be best shape, uh, better shape than when he wrestled. Dare I say, his neck and body are probably in better condition than when he was active. I still stand by that. Um, so let's actually get into Edge because he was on Edge. Raw, and we'll tie this back into uh, to everything. But Edge was on Raw. And he announced that he would be in the Royal Rumble. And I called that. I literally was tweeting out, Edge is about to be on Raw. Wait till he announces that he's in the Rumble. Sure enough, that's exactly what he did. And I saw a lot of people, a lot of friends even, saying, why didn't they announce that Edge was going to be in Raw? This came out of nowhere. Edge is just suddenly on Monday Night Raw. And I said, oh, there's a reason. Because that's not, I, again, I, I'm like, okay, he's going to announce that he's at the Rumble. That's not the announcement. You don't need to announce that Edge is going to be a Raw. Edge is going to tell you why he's on Raw, and it's going to be bigger news. Sure enough. So sometimes we speak, and I'm guilty of it too, sometimes we speak before we understand everything. Hmm. But I said, a lot of people were bitching. They said, why the fuck did they announce that Edge is going to be the Rumble? I like surprises. I like things happening a certain way. <laughs> WWE likes to advertise everything. I don't fucking understand. And I said this, one. Yes. Don't tell me that to say that oh edge you know i want I, I wish edge was a surprise because he'd have been the same fucking people who said <laughs> edge is a surprise in the royal rumble they did this shit last year stupid wwe this is why they're in the <laughs> shit the shape they're in so at a certain point you have to take responsibility that it's your, your <laughs> stupid mindset and not necessarily wwe let me tell you why wwe did this because why copy what they did last year? Why not draw you into the rumble by saying Edge is going to be in it? Because guess what? That's one guy. There's still like 20 opportunities because I think there's like 12 guys announced or something like that. Mm -hmm. There is still opportunity to surprise you. How, do, how, how simple-minded or how, what's the term I'm looking for? Short-sighted, thank you, that's what it is. How short-sighted to say that WWE's announcing this has spoiled the whole Rumble. Just like last year, when Brock Lesnar was dominating in the Royal Rumble, and everybody told me, oh my God, Kenny, this is the worst Rumble in history. This is this, and I, and I started laughing. And I said, yeah, that's what they want. They want you to think it's the worst Rumble in history. They want you to fear it. Because I said, somebody, whoever comes in, and I said these exact words, I said, I tweeted out, I said, whoever comes in and eliminates Brock Lesnar is a made fucking man in the WWE. Who came out? Drew uh, McIntyre. And he took Brock Lesnar out with one kick. Notice they didn't touch, as in they didn't really, really have a bout. I said, oh, that's your WrestleMania match right there, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, because they were saving it, right? But sure enough, he, he went out. The crowd went insane. Crowd, think about that. That's crazy to think there was a crowd that day. So the crowd went insane, and Drew McIntyre was a made man from there. Drew McIntyre has never stopped being a main event since in the main event since that night. 
there's a reason. I, I say it like movies. You got to bring everybody all the way down to bring them back up. It's like a roller coaster. I don't think people understand that you can't have feel good moments all the time. You cannot have feel like even on this podcast. I'm the feel good moment. Brandon's like the you know he takes you down. Brandon's got to take you down so I can bring you I back take up. Take you down. That's right. Like a good erection. But anyway, uh, yes. <laughs> no. But seriously, like I said, like any good movie. You know, you got the hero who loses a family member, like I think Spider-Man loses a family member, and then all of a sudden he doesn't know if he should be a superhero, and then he pulls it together. You know, I mean, there's a certain formula to all of this. He and lost last his year, superpowers in one. Yeah. Right. Last year, <laughs> last year was really cool. The Rumble, as far as I'm concerned, because the in the Rumble, I feel like we had two Rumbles last year. We had the Brock half, and then we had the actual Rumble for the next 15. And I thought it was booked to perfection. I think the 2020 Rumble is actually one of the best Rumbles in history. And yet people, while it was happening, shit all over it because of Brock Lesnar dominating in the first half. Mm. Wait to send those tweets. Use your brain. You know something. You could feel that something was going to happen. If you're educated enough as a wrestling fan, and you should be, you knew something was coming. And they gave it to us. Drew McIntyre winning. I see you there on uh, on Instagram, by the way. Thank you for the the comments. Um, falling <laughs> action, rising, uh, falling action, rising action. Yes, hero's journey. Um, it's not just oh, good stuff happens. But guess what? If good stuff happened all the time, you'd hate professional wrestling. You gotta have you gotta have that roller coaster, you know. Just like any good football game, when your team's yeah. down and all of a sudden they come back to win. You know, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. There was improbable odds. And that's obviously yeah. a real situation because sports are real. But you want to draw that emotion from people. Right. Apron Bump makes a really good point here. He says, uh, it's like sex. You got to go limp midway through. Then Peter along to the finish. It's like brilliant. Yeah. I've, I've never had that problem, Brandon. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> Hold on. Go on. Go ahead. Look, it's the Oh. I kind of like the way <laughs> that chair. Sorry, just had to eat that cherry there. Why did you do Why do you? Why do what? Like you asked me that question about Peter and I. He like, he like seductively eat the cherry. It was cherry. innuendo, Brandon. It was oh, suppo- now, now that you spoiled it, literally it was me eating a cherry because you were about to talk about sex. For the love of God, is it, is it wasn't obvious. Oh, man. And I'm all sticky. See? Yeah, like a champ, bro. That was fantastic. <laughs> I'll be starting my OnlyFans tomorrow. Um, Just watching you series for an hour. So uh, Eric Travis says, Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar had a face-off. I get what Kenny's saying going with this. Yeah, they did. They did. Keith Lee, and that's why I, 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 I don't accept any report that says Keith Lee is buried. <laughs> Any report of the last couple weeks or months that says Keith Lee's buried, Keith Lee's going to Performance Center. Like, I haven't seen any faltering with Keith Lee, and I think that he was going to have a big presence. If not, I think he's quarantined due to COVID concerns. Mm. I think that's what's happening here. But, you know, this, I think, is the most unpredictable Royal Rumble in maybe ever, at least in recent memory. I have no idea who's going to win. I think it's Big E. I personally think it's Big E. But like you can make a you can make an argument for Big E, Shinsuke Nakamura, mm-hmm. Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, um, Otis, Otis, um, the Fiend. I think the Fiend. You can make an argument for Keith Lee. Obviously, to me, the two that I'm like that stand out are Keith Lee and Big E. My opinion. 
someone who I really think, especially after SmackDown and just the way that they're, again, remember, I'm telling you, pay attention to who they, it feels like they're kind of really giving the rocket boosters to. Mm. I think I'm correct in saying that Bianca Belair is going to be the one winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Because it feels mm-hmm. like they're doing these big things. We're letting her beat big stars. And they're letting her, they're, you know, giving her promo time. And they're, they did a WWE Chronicle, so you got to know her. To me, it's like it screams they're investing in Bianca Belair. So I think, <laughs> in my opinion, unless number 30 is like Ronda Rousey, I think it's a stone cold lock yes. that Bianca Belair is winning the Rumble. But if Ronda Rousey <laughs> is number 30 or somebody like a big name like that, I think you, you have them win the Rumble. But Bianca gets the spot where she runs the whole match, almost gets there, and then loses. Because I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, but a lot of the times, the final two in the Rumble are the people who challenge for the titles. Have you noticed that? Last year was who? Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Now, granted, obviously, due to COVID, things changed, but Roman did go on, was supposed to go on to challenge Goldberg. Drew McIntyre obviously went on to challenge Brock Lesnar. 2019, Seth Rollins, right? Who was that? I can't even remember. That's a bad example because I, I don't remember who was the, the other person in there. But I oh, mean, well. you know, I don't remember. Yeah. Of course, Brandon. I know. Why was I looking at Brandon for help? I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Brandon to pull me up out of the water when I know damn well he can't swim. You know I can't swim, bro. <laughs> and so I'm looking I at him have... to save me. <laughs> you know? So the chat knows. So it knows. We got some smart people out there. <laughs> you know, Kyle says a really good thing, which yeah. I don't think they do it for this reason, but I'm sure they've thought about it. He's like, I've noticed that too in regards to the last two being the guys who will challenge. He goes, I wonder if they do that. Well, we got a lot of comments there, oh, right there. Yeah. He goes, I'm, uh, I wonder if they do that just in case they fuck up and the wrong guy wins. All right, you need to leave Batista and John <laughs> Cena alone. Actually, Batista and John Cena are a perfect example. Batista won the Rumble, um, went on to challenge Triple H, but then John Cena went on to challenge JBL. So note it, pay attention to your, uh, your final two, usually. He says, I think uh, Dr. NXT Scorpio, thanks for joining us, by the way, says, I think Bianca should at least uh, last at least to the final four in the Rumble, hopefully. And I, I can guarantee she will. Absolutely guarantee she will. And that's what I'm saying is like, if she's not the winner, she's going to be the runner up. She's going to be the uh, the iron horse, you know, of the of the workhorse of the Rumble. The iron woman, I guess, if you will. OK, mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee Bianca Belair is going to be a uh, big noise in the Rumble. Um, in the men's rumble, there's so many ways you can go. Um, you, you can give it to Cesaro. You can give it to Shinsuke, Daniel Bryan. Again, I think it's Big E. You look at that closing segment on SmackDown, and I think you you see that Big E was a big focal point. But a lot of people, and this is where my where my um, I feel like I might be wrong. He still has the Intercontinental title. But could you? I mean, how many matches are announced for the Rumble? Could you? rightfully give Sami Zayn a, a title shot and have him win, you know, the, the Intercontinental title from, from Big E. Mm. Could that be a scenario? Just they saying. Slip that in, yeah. I mean, By like, the way, what about Retribution, you know? They gotta get some shine, I think. 
Brendan, why, the Roman, Brendan, why not? Brendan, do me a favor. Think before you talk. Yeah. Please think before you talk. Retribution? Like, yeah. The only thing I, the only thing, the only kind of retribution I want to see is me forgetting that cold fish today and eating horribly because of you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So all elite podcast, you'll have to go to Twitter yeah. to kind of understand what's going on here. It says also sorry for killing you the other night, Kenny. Nothing personal, just a big Brandon fan here. Well, I'll explain it. Oh, they, yes. their episode, which you should go check out. They're an awesome podcast. Uh, was oh my god, you killed Kenny, and it was a picture of Kenny Omega <laughs> after taking that horrible, horrible bump uh, from John Moxley, where his legs were planted. Um, I couldn't remember Moxley's finisher's name, by the way. But that's why I didn't say it. Oh, I was going to call it the side effect. No, that's not it. Wow. The, oh, we should get into Matt Hardy, actually. I wanted to talk about that. But anyway, uh, so it was a picture of Kenny Omega. And then, of course, I reposted it, but I edited myself in into Kenny Omega's position because that's just the type of person I am. Mm. And I was like, I, I, I wasn't going to do it at first because I was like, I don't want them to think I'm trying to like plug myself. But then I was like, you know what? No, at the end of the day, Kyle and Tiff are going to laugh. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> And then, uh, so T Bar, yeah, like, look at Diego. He speaks Brandon. He speaks Brandon. He says T Bar will be the last one there till Sammy Guevara comes out because Brandon yeah. doesn't, Brandon's, Brandon's brain defies logic, okay? So, he doesn't, you know he doesn't even think. No, Diego is a visionary. Bro. Paradigm this is shift, how you by the book, way. Yeah, paradigm shift. This is how you book professional wrestling right there, man. This is what we want to see. We want six sides, Kenny. No, right? Six Sides is horrible because it took a toll. I, I've told this. I actually, we have this. I've told people before. Six Sides was for you. Six Sides was for you, <laughs> and I get why you like it, and it looked cool. But I understand the toll that it took on the wrestlers' bodies, and that's where I come in. I'm not here. I'm not even going to be a traditionalist and say wrestling's done in a four-sided ring, brother, brother. I'm more uh-huh. going to say if it hurt the wrestlers' bodies and it was detrimental to health. Get the fuck rid of Six Sides. So I was okay when they got rid of Six Sides. Because AJ Styles was so adamant. He said, I, I, I want Six Sides. I, I think Six Sides is, 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 is good for the company. And, and yeah. I, I don't see why we're changing. He got whole fucking Kogan coming in, trying to take away our identity. And then he says he took an angle, sl- um, a belly to black back suplex in the Six Sided ring. The next week took it in the Four Sided ring. And he never complained again. Because he, ah. when he took it in the sixth side ring, he said he almost died. His back killed him. And remember, AJ Styles had a severe back injury for a while, probably because of the six-sided ring. Now, he said he took it in the four-sided ring. He, the, the way he described it, it was like heaven. It was like landing on a <laughs> pillow compared to the, the six-sided ring. Now, I've landed in a four-sided ring. Uh-huh. I can't imagine a six-sided ring because if that shit hurt in a four-sided ring. Um, by the way, um, all the podcast says, um, we fucking died. And that is the reaction I wanted. I said, you know what? Uh, cause I wasn't trying to take steam away from a fellow podcaster. It was literally just like, we're all friends. Why not? Um, cause I, I noticed I didn't plug any of my shit. Like I literally didn't say like, Oh, you know, watch. I was like, you know what? They'll laugh. And that's all that matters. And, and that's, so I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad I made you all smile. And that's, that's what yes. I said. Um, yes. Uh, Kyle says, Kenny, shut the hell up, Brandon. Kyle (laughs) says, Kenny, what finish to the men's rumble would disappoint you? Like one that you could see happening. Uh, Goldberg. (sighs) One that would disappoint me is if Goldberg lost to Drew McIntyre, then entered himself into the Royal Rumble and won. (laughs) That would be a surprise. So true. You think you were done with me? Well, guess what? 
you're next again. <laughs> but the only time, the only way I'd accept that, but then it doesn't make sense because I, I told you, I was like, I want Keith Lee to face Goldberg at WrestleMania. I think that would be a good match for the title, right? Which means Drew McIntyre has to lose that title. That's the sad part. I'm literally booking Drew McIntyre to lose his title. But in my heart of hearts, if done correctly, we can make this happen. If Sheamus mm-hmm. comes out and Bro kicks Drew McIntyre <laughs> and costs him to lose the title and says, you were never in my league, fella, you know, all this shit. Yeah. And, you know, you always thought you were better than me and, you know, blah, 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 and all that. We can have a really good personal feud going into WrestleMania. And then Goldberg having the title, people are going to hate it. Again, stay with me here. Stay with me here because everybody's going to be pissed. Everybody's going to be mad. But if Keith Lee wins the Rumble and is the one to challenge Goldberg at WrestleMania, you have a marquee match. Not only that, but think of the reaction when Keith Lee wins the WWE title. For all the reports of Vince McMahon doesn't like him and people who <laughs> believed it. For all of the, oh, well, Keith Lee's not realizing his full potential. Oh, Keith Lee will never succeed in WWE because he doesn't have the, uh, the, the, uh, the figure that Vince McMahon's looking for. Things like that. Mm-hmm. He'd be the one holding the title at the end of WrestleMania after defeating Goldberg, who's, who's going to be the biggest polarizing figure, right? Everyone's going to hate him. I think it books itself. I think, there, I think it means more if Keith Lee wins the title off of Goldberg than if he buries Drew McIntyre. Because mm. by putting Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee, you're kind of damning one or the other. Because whoever wins is going to kind of un- inadvertently bury the other guy. Because they both mm. got strong momentum. So now if Drew McIntyre loses the title by means of, I wouldn't have lost unless I wasn't betrayed. Then we keep Drew McIntyre strong enough for that match with Sheamus. And Drew McIntyre could win him back at SummerSlam. Now you can do your Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre, by the way, at SummerSlam. And now you get a good reaction. Hopefully we get fans back in there by then. And yeah, WrestleMania will have fans. But say, but come on now. But you see, here, look, Doc, Dr. NXT Scorpio. Keith wins the Rumble, yes. Lee at Mania wins the title, yes. Goldberg is champion, fuck no. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. We will be mad in the interim. And I say we because I don't want Goldberg necessarily as champion. But for the history books, we do get Goldberg finally winning the WWE title. The one title that's eluded him, okay? And for everybody who says Vince McMahon hates WCW, oh my God, he's booked the shit out of Goldberg, okay? But what I'm saying is we have to be disappointed. It means more if we're disappointed because when Keith Lee wins, it brings us up even more. Right? Sex means more if you go out without it for a while. Right? Okay. I'm just saying. We've got to be disappointed for a little bit <laughs> okay. to be able to be given the <laughs> ultimate finale, if you will. You know? So, again, I think, Keith, I think that is a very, I'm very good scenario. You know? And then, you know, I hate to admit it, but, you know, my, my internally... On the SmackDown side of things. Mm-hmm. Internally, as much as I think Big E would be good, I can see Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns being such a bigger marquee match. So mm-hmm. I begrudgingly will admit, especially since he opened with a promo, that Daniel Bryan's probably, probably your guy here for the Rumble. My heart of hearts tells me Daniel Bryan makes more sense in that role. Because you got the ultimate heel in Roman Reigns, and you got the ultimate, and I really mean ultimate babyface in Daniel Bryan with the yes movement. 
But so, would people be angry because, you know, sort of Brian's been there, done that? You want a new guy? He's been there, done that, but he's never got to sustain it. Mm. He's never got to sustain it because, remember, he won at 30 and he went down with the injury after Extreme Rules. Had to forfeit the title. Came back, won the Intercontinental title. And then what happened? Went down with injury, had to retire. Come back, he won the world title, but he won it as a heel. So we actually didn't get what we wanted per se, right? Right. Look at the chat right now because the chat's making so much sense. Listen oh, yeah. to Ms. that. Cashin. Daniel Bryan wins the world title. Miz cashes in. It literally writes itself for the simple reason that the Miz is the biggest feud Daniel Bryan can have because the two of them, they're actually really good friends. But that is such a personal feud. So it actually makes complete sense if the Miz is the one to cash in on Daniel freaking Bryan. Now it all ties it together. Mm-hmm. So Daniel versus Miz. I'm so I will scratch even though I want Big E to win and I think so. This is too perfect of a scenario. I think it's too perfect. I didn't even think about the Miz's involvement in all of this. I think it's a perfect scenario. Hit me up in the chat. Tell me. Hit me. Hit a thumbs up if you think that is the perfect scenario. Where you have the bully Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan overcoming, finally getting the title back. Only for the Miz to cash in <laughs> and take that shit from him. It writes itself, bro. That is gr- great booking. Damn it. Hire yeah. my chat because my chat <laughs> just booked WrestleMania in the most amazing way. And uh, Diego says it perfectly, actually. I love yeah. Diego's got a good, good way of words, by the way. And English isn't even his first language. Hmm. English is Brandon's first language, and he butchers it all the time. Yeah, I don't. So I don't Diego know says they're forever intertwined, and I love it. Yes. Yeah, and look, <laughs> Dr. NXT Scorpio. Damn, everyone booking the cash in better than WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Fernando giving a hard thumbs Fernando down here. What's going on? Like why this. you hate her? Because you don't like Fernando. the Miz. <laughs> Fernando, why don't you like the Miz, Fernando? Daniel Bryan. And the reason I accept the scenario, and hear me out, Fernando. Daniel Bryan is the ultimate. So, okay. Stone Cold brought up this point on the, uh, on the Broken Skull Sessions. He said there are some guys who are always better in the chase, and there are some guys who are better as champion. Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. better as champion, I feel. Roman Reigns, better as champion. Stone Cold Steve Austin, better chasing the title. Mm. Getting screwed. Because remember, Stone Cold got screwed a lot. And then he would what do what? Act up. He would come in with the cement truck. He would come in with the beer truck. He would come in and, and fuck shit up until he got that title back. So to me, he was always better in the chase. Another guy that seemed wrong with the title, The Undertaker. Undertaker didn't seem good holding a title. He seemed good chasing it. You know another guy who, who falls into that category? The Fiend. No, The Fiend. The Fiend doesn't hold a title. The Fiend chases a title. Okay? That being said, Daniel Bryan does not feel good holding a title. He's a chaser. He's the guy that should always get screwed just when he gets to the mountaintop. The Money in the Bank is a perfect opportunity to screw him over. Because then what does it do? It creates a feud between The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Right? And now Daniel Bryan has to chase The Miz for the title. And nobody in their right mind is going to be cheering for The Miz. And I said right mind, because Brandon's about to say, uh, I'm, I'm cheering for the Miz. Again, the Miz. nobody in their right mind, and you're not in your right mind, <laughs> will be cheering for the Miz. They'll be cheering for Daniel Bryan because they're like, oh, he screwed him. I want him to get his title back. All right. Um, Kyle says, I prefer Austin being champion and beating up Taz with the belt. Yeah, but you see, he was a heel in that scenario. So 
Only time he was good as champion. But Brandon, I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface, but yeah, it's been a good episode. I mean, but let's start trying to tackle some of these topics here. Um, yeah, we can, we can skip a couple of this. Yeah, why don't we get into uh, Biggie's <laughs> dating life? Because I was going to talk about this because it kind of reminded me of uh, your boy, me, over here, you know? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Go ahead, Brandon. Read uh, what Biggie said about his dating life uh, on Rene, Rene Paquette, Paquette. I can't, I'm sorry, I'm not French Canadian. Can't say it properly. The former Renee Young, okay. uh, the former Renee okay. Young, uh, her podcast Oral Sessions, which of mm. course Brandon was like, "Yeah, this is a good title." Oh yeah, I, I didn't realize who it was. I was like, "Who's?" I was like, "Oh, that's Renee Young." I thought it was something else entirely, but no, this is great. Uh, oh, so here we go. Uh, it's a lot easier to say, "Oh, I'm single" when you're 24 because it's okay. A lot of people are single when they're 24. When you're 34 and you're a perpetual bachelor. You kind of get weird looks like what's wrong with you but i discovered this thing it's called attachment theory the theory states that you either form secure bonds with your parents as small children and you have your emotional needs met or if you don't there are three different ways that children insecurely attach and it affects the way they build relationships and bonds later in life just a few months ago i saw it as dismissive avoidant attachment it's me I read the symptoms and it blew my mind. This is me. I found out what's wrong with me. It's essentially characterized by people who say, oh, I'm not the marrying type, or I can do things on my own, or are super independent. That's a lot of me. If you don't have your emotional needs met as a small child, you tend to just like, hey, I can meet my own needs. That explains why I'm perpetually alone. And I genuinely like being alone. I don't sit at home and pine to be around people all the time. I'm an introvert by nature. I have no idea how I ended up as an entertainer. It makes no sense because I just always want to be myself. But that's me, and that's where I'm, that's where I'm at with that. Once you can realize uh, why you are the way you are, it allows you to break certain patterns, and I suppose if a relationship is in the cards for me, so be it. But right. I'm also starting to fall in love with me. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, so I agreed with what Biggie said. Uh, now, in regards to me, I said I, I kind of related to it, but I didn't in a way because I don't I don't necessarily feel like my parents didn't meet my needs. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to call them out, but they're people, certain, uh, other podcasters and people in my personal life in general that have said, hey, Kenny, you're 32 and you're unmarried. They're almost like, what's going on? You know, mm. I'm like, what do you mean? What's going on? And I had a friend. I'll, I'll say it, you know, because it'll. Yeah, it'll be like a this, but it, it's literally what he told me. Um, he says, Kenny, I don't understand it. He's like, you're my best looking friend. You got the best personality. Uh, and it's his words again. Uh, you have the best personality, and yet you're the one in our group that's single, and I don't get it. And I, and I kind of dismissed it. Um, and really kind of comes down to something similar to Big E, which is like, I'm trying to find myself. And I'm kind of comfortable mm. with being who I am and loving myself. And um it, I'm, I would call myself an introverted extrovert because I'm kind of the same way. I like being up on a stage. I like running a group kind of, I mean, look at, look at how I'm talking to the, the chat, but I'm a lot more nervous sometimes on one-on-one. -on -one. I just like being alone. I like being by myself. And, uh, you know, in my case, I have a three-year-old, you know what I mean? So I guess it's a little different there too, but it's like, I'm not in a rush that's kind of where I, I agree with Big E, where it's like, you know, I, I growing up, I was like, oh, I'll be married at 20 and have kids and the American dream kind of thing. But like now I'm 32. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I don't have that life. I'm glad because mm -hmm. that's not the life for me, you know? 
I feel like I'm meant to be like the, the, the vagabond traveler, you know, have my kid and, you know, put her first. But, you know, just saying like, you know, that life is not for everybody. And um, I don't know why some people think that, like, especially in my group of friends that like, OK, if I'm 32 and single, I must be unhappy. I'm actually probably far happier than most who are in relationships. Now, my disclaimer, I'm also not one of those people who are saying this. And secretly crying that I'm not in a relationship. Because <laughs> we all know those people too. I don't want to talk to anybody. Everybody's shit. That's not it. I have some amazing people in my life. I, there are amazing girls I could probably date. I talk to a lot of amazing people. But it's like... I'm going to let it happen when it happens. You know what I mean? But I thought that was cool. So when I, when I heard Biggie talk about that, to, get, to tie it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, when I heard Biggie talk like that, I was like, that's a very, very emotionally intellectual person. For Biggie to talk in the way he, he talks, he has a very high emotional intelligence. And that struck me because that also explains why Biggie has such a uh, captivating personality, why he can connect with the crowd, because, you know, he's an, he is an entertainer uh, and he understands what people, um, you know, want, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird, I, I know what I'm trying to say, but I guess I'm not conveying it correctly here. Um, but here, let me read some mm. comments here. Kenny's yeah. meant to be... <laughs> Kenny's meant to be Ritter's porn, porn bay, porn hub bay. Uh, Dr. NFC Scorpio, I used to be introvert, uh, extrovert growing up, but shit happens in life and became the exact opposite of what I used to be. That's how I am. I feel like, I, like I said, I mean, I always love talking to people, but I hate talking to people. I don't know. Hmm. I get it. Like I said, I, you know, I love, I can, I can be alone all the time and I'll be happy. But you know, when I am with people, I can uh, find a way to make everyone like me and kind of, that's just my thing. Like I want, I want that, you know, actively what I'm trying to do. So I don't know. Just, I just thought it was cool from Big E. That's the summary. I just want to talk about that. I think there might be something wrong with me. No, definitely. 100%. Brendan's like, uh, in my case, uh, you know, I'm uh, 33 and, uh, you know, just, uh, I can't understand why girls don't want me, but you know, I'm also the guy who, uh, I can't get my mom a birthday gift. (laughs) Uh, I don't even remember when my mom's birthday is. Uh, I also was sitting with Kenny in his house when the clock struck midnight and became his birthday and did not wish him a happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, by the way. Mm. I did, I did, yeah. I kinda... That was January well, I, I 19th, was, so yeah, I thank you guys. Yeah, I thought it was understood, you know. Yeah. It was understood. See, that's yeah. the problem. Communication's <laughs> a hell of a thing, Brandon. Yet you wonder why you don't have a relationship because you don't, you can't put anyone before yourself. Bringing me cold ass Long John Silvers. Imagine if I was your bae. Imagine if I was the one you were trying to impress. You would have failed miserably. You would have failed miserably. But you know what? I'm, I'm surprised. I feel like we've covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about anyway. Oh, look at that. Look at look the at magic that. of Kenny's topic segues. But guys, before we go, anything else you want us to talk about? Anything else? It's been a good episode. I like this. I like this. We're talking about our personal lives here. Talking about Long John Silvers. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think the uh, I think the Royal Rumble is going to be a hell of an event. I think to summarize about the Royal Rumble, I think that is actually this is actually the Rumble that I've never I've never not been able to predict the winner. Last year, I said Drew McIntyre or Edge if he returns, and we came damn close there. Uh. 
Diego says was there for his birthday over a week ago, and he just now said happy birthday. Yes, yes, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon was there. Uh, also, let's also explain that Brandon showed up without me inviting him. Can we explain that yeah, too? See, that's a surprise. That's like a birthday no, surprise. But that was unintentional. Brandon had no idea. Like he was like, "Well, I figured I'd just show up." It was like a selfish thing. He was like, "I, I was just gonna show up no matter what." You know what I mean? So, I mean, Brandon, Brandon's a horrible person. That's really no, what it comes down to. No, you know, I think that's a summary right. of episode one eleven. Is that what? we find out that Brandon is a horrible, horrible person. But back to the rumble. The rumble is gonna be the most unpredictable rumble in history. I think the one good thing about the COVID era is like literally nobody's watching who's going to a doctor. Nobody's watching this. There's like no hints going on on social media. <laughs> Diego says Brandon is the gift. That's right. Yeah, the Brandon and the word gifted don't uh don't compute. Uh, but guys, again, maybe we'll do like a rumble prediction later on. Like, but I guess we already kind of did. Um, but next week we will not be, uh, I haven't decided when we will do it, but we will not be at our normal time for usually Fridays at 10 PM because Brandon has, uh, <laughs> Brandon has his first, uh, hernia surgery on Friday. It's just and, falling uh, out of it, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't so deal with it anymore. Yeah. He's going to have to go in. fix things. Yeah. Uh, so he will not be here on Friday. So I have two choices, which is to do our normal time slot with somebody else. Or do it at a different time. So we will see. Stay tuned to my social media, AKFYT Wrestling, to find that out. And before you go, guys, you're still here. Thank you so much for everybody. The chat was really, really lively tonight. Uh, please hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe. Help us on the road to 2000 because I'm a guy who understands that um, you got to have specific goals in life. Because if you have uh, vague desires, they will never get accomplished. So here I am saying that we will have 2,000 subscribers by WrestleMania. Mm. So now that I put it in the air, it will happen. So don't make me a liar, please. Go <laughs> and subscribe to Kenny for your thoughts on YouTube. Brandon cannot create enough accounts to do it. Uh, Brandon's going to create um, his bots, yeah. but he can't do it uh, enough by WrestleMania. can do it alone. That's right. <laughs> So Hunter says, do a podcast involving just us. And yes, um, now that I work from home more, um, I think I'll start creating more content. So stay tuned for that because I, I kind of want to do some cool things. Uh, also yes. go to patreon.com, uh, Patreon, uh, Kenny, for your thoughts on there, um, help support us. You know, the more you support us, the more we're able to create more content. Uh, and the more I'm able to buy a long John Silver for myself as opposed to Brandon waiting for Brandon. And uh, I really appreciate this comment. Uh, it says, thank God. Also, thank you for being the light in a time where dirt sheets are annoying. I really appreciate that. Cause I think that was my MO going into wrestling podcasting was I wanted to be the non-toxic. I literally wanted to be the, the opposite of JD from NY. This fucking WWE doesn't know how to do this. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that shit. Come on, let's talk but about there's so much bad in, the there's show. so much bad. Why talk about the bad? It's just all perspective. Talk about the good. So I want to be that diamond in the rough. So thank you guys. Two thousand by WrestleMania <laughs> forty seven says Diego. Diego, get the hell out of my job. I'm blocking this guy right now. Just kidding. Uh yes, WrestleMania by WrestleMania thirty seven, since everyone's saying that I didn't say what WrestleMania. By WrestleMania thirty seven, <laughs> we will have two thousand subscribers. Don't make oh. me a liar. Thank you so much for joining us. And I guess since we didn't play it at the beginning, let's play it at the end. We're brought to you by.
Support for Accounting for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience.